0: for tuning in on this very special edition of the Practical Prepping Podcast. This is the Christmas Eve edition, and I gave this quite a bit of thought, and I wanted to share with you a few things that were on my heart that I think are special and unique to the season. Mark and I both are believers, and we do very much focus on Jesus as being the reason for the season. The very fact that we celebrate Christmas is that we celebrate the birth of christ on this earth so that he could live among us and be like us yet without sin and i was also thinking about mary his mother and i think that she has Always had a unique position in my interest because I myself grew up as a young girl, teenage, 20s, 30s, and so on. I myself became a mother. I feel like I can relate in some ways to a lot of the same things that Mary may have been feeling herself when she became a mother. And I think that a lot of times. There are people that believe that Mary was just minding her own business one day and that she may have just been picked out of a big basket full of people and was selected randomly to be the mother of Jesus on this earth. But God is so much more intentional than that. In fact, God is so not random, it boggles the mind the amount of planning, design, and guidance that has existed down through centuries in order for the right time to happen for Jesus to be born, to make his earthly appearance. Mary herself is from the tribe of Judah. Her father is named Heli. In fact, it's also pronounced Eli, and the Gospel of Luke records a great deal of the history of Mary and her life, where the Gospel of Matthew records more of the life of Joseph. This was more of a Jewish lineage type thing to record through the Father, but we find that we're recording the history through both Father and Mother. When I say Father, I mean earthly Father of Joseph, because he's the earthly representation of Father, although he was not Jesus' Father. But the Gospels do record Jesus' lineage as dating back all the way to the throne of King David. In fact, it is understood that Jesus would have actually had a legal right to the throne of David and can be traced both through his mother and his father. And this was vitally important for both the Jewish understanding of the Messiah and our gospel understanding of the Messiah and his purpose on earth. And I just found that to be very fascinating that Mary was not at all random. She was planned to be the mother. And in fact, when she received the news from Gabriel and was told of the many amazing ways that her son, the Son of God, was going to be revered and understood there was quite a few things that she was told, but there was also a lot of things she just clearly could not know at that time. She may not have even realized early on that Christ came to die. She may not have understood that until later on. So it's like that gospel song, Mary, Did You Know? It's probably arguably the most uh, popular of our sacred Christmas carols of our generation, There were quite a few things Mary did know, but I do believe there were a lot of things too, just as a human mother, that Mary did not know. And I just think it's just fascinating that God had created and designed the lineage of Christ dating all the way back through the Old Testament, up until the moment where Gabriel gave Mary the announcement that she would be the one who would carry, literally, the first one to carry the gospel. And I can only imagine what she must have been thinking as a young teenage girl, that that she was willing to be submissive to God's will in this way, but she also was still living on this earth. How was she going to explain all of this to her fiancé, Joseph, who needed to know what was going on? And she did tell him, and at first he was confused. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was confused about some of this because he didn't necessarily get all the information he needed until sometime after. He was told in a dream that all of the things that she was telling him was true and that he was to trust God and to be a part of this plan to go ahead with the marriage to Mary and also be with her and assist her when the time came for her child to be delivered. See, even the fact that there was going to be a ruler at that time to issue a decree that there would be taxation, it drew Joseph and Mary back back to the prophesied city of Bethlehem so that Christ would actually be born in that area. And so, like I said before, I think that Mary knew some broad things about understanding that god was coming in human form as a baby and there was some things she knew and some things that she did not have the clear explanations of you know mary herself was 100 percent human she herself was born with a sin nature and she was just as much in need of a savior as we are because the bible says all have sinned and she has just a few mentions in the bible After the birth of Christ and his dedication at the temple, she was mentioned again when Jesus was 12 years old and was found among the teachers and rabbis in the big temple in Jerusalem. She was also present at a marriage ceremony in nearby Cana. And then later on, she was with Jesus in the city of Capernaum. She was present at the cross She was there with her own sister and also with Mary Magdalene and the disciple John, who was commissioned to basically adopt her as his mother. At the departure of Christ on the cross, she was actually with a small group of believers in the upper room after the ascension, which is actually a passage mentioned in Acts chapter one, verse 14. After that particular aspect, she is not mentioned again. So we do not know her lifetime after. We do not know the circumstances of her death. We're just not told those types of things she's been an interesting character, like I said, for me, because I just felt like as a young girl myself and a young woman that I could relate to a lot of the same types of feelings that Mary would have. Although I was not a teenage mother, motherhood itself is a daunting prospect. I mean, the way I looked at it was I knew that millions and millions and millions of women had been pregnant before I became pregnant, but it was the first time it had happened to me. And so, therefore, the prospect of bringing a child into the world is a pretty large deal. It's a pretty, pretty big deal, and I think sometimes some folks may underrate it when in fact it's actually a complete and utter miracle that any child is born. But this particular child was like no other, and it's never going to be the like again. This was indeed God's son on earth. And God created the unique means necessary for this little embryo to be 100% human and 100% God and to be completely sinless. It does boggle the mind. When Jesus was on trial after his earthly ministry of three years, just before the crucifixion, he was scorned by the people because he had said he was indeed the Son of God, and that was considered blasphemous. How could he say that he was the Son of God? So it came down to the mocking and scorning of him being called the Son of God and claiming to be the Son of God. And I've thought about this as well. You know, Mary could have intervened at that point, and she could have said, he's not the Son of God, he's the Son of Joseph, my husband. But she didn't do that. Why didn't she do that? Because that would not be the truth. She could not intervene on behalf of her son. She could not go to Pilate and say, he's just crazy. He's just out of his mind. You can't kill him for that. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's completely out of his mind. But Mary remains silent. And you've got to know how agonizing that must have been for her as his mother to realize what the purpose of his life was really coming down to, that he was indeed the spotless lamb. He was indeed going to be the final sacrifice for which there need be no other lambs on the altar. He is the perfect lamb, and he was planned from time immemorial to come and be that last perfect and final sacrifice for all of man's sin. And she had to remain silent because he indeed was carrying out the Father's will as he prayed that night in that garden. You know, God could have chosen any sort of way to present himself to mankind. He could have suddenly appeared in a palace decked out as a king, or he could have suddenly materialized on a battlefield as a mighty warrior, or he might have suddenly appeared on a mountaintop as some sort of an untouchable deity. But he came to us with eyes wide open, knowing how we're hurt and broken. Choosing to partake in all our joy and pain. He was born an ordinary baby. That's the way he planned it. Maybe so that we would come to him and not be afraid. The focus of Christmas is Jesus himself. And we give God the honor and glory when we ponder how his plan unfolded from the very beginning of time. Jesus is returning again someday, not as a baby. But the next time as a king, be ready for his appearing. Be ready by trusting him today as your Savior. For those of you who are listening that are already believers, have the real joy of this Christmas time in your heart and life. Go, tell it on the mountain. Joy to the world, Jesus has come. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode as much as we have enjoyed bringing it to you, and we wish for you a very blessed and Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next time.